Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. All right, welcome into another edition of Pad the Stats fantasy football podcast. We are getting on to our second edition of the wide receiver scouting film. We're going to talk Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall, and Tylen Wallace today, Pat Cotter. But first and foremost, let's do a quick recap on uh, the Super Bowl. I want to get your thoughts on some of the action from Sunday. I think this will be pretty short and sweet because most of all, this was a blowout, 31-9, to the final score. And uh, Pat, completely shocked that the, the Chiefs offense just in general, I mean, not to score a touchdown for an offense that explosive, we got to give it up to the Bucks defense, though. Yeah, the Bucks defense looked great. I mean, I think it really comes down to, you know, you saw that the Chiefs' offensive line was pretty injured going into the game. They had lost Eric Fisher. I think they were, you know, down another guard somewhere. Um, and they both the, tackles. Yeah, and and the 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 Buccaneers' defensive line just made Mahomes like literally had no time. And it got to the point where you know you could tell that it just affected him. He, I think the the you know his toe injury certainly does do, didn't help um and they you know they just played lockdown defense and you could see that you know devin white is an animal he's a problem he just dude. kind of just has bloomed into you know one of the best linebackers in the league and and i, I still think vita vea is the linchpin of that defense it really seemed like once he came back for the la- their last two games that defense really kind of kicked it up into high gear so um, you know, hats off to the, the, the Buccaneers offense too. You know, they played flawless football, but I think the defense was really the defining factor of that team. Yeah. Congrats to the Bucks and congrats to our good friend, Jake for, uh, his favorite team winning the Super Bowl first time in, I think 18, 19 years. So, uh, congrats to the Bucks on that championship. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks threw the ball only eight or nine times in the second half, just cause they didn't need to, uh, you know, they had Mahomes running for his life. 497 yards he ran around to avoid the rush, which is just crazy. Uh, so congrats to the Bucks, And now we know that the NFL draft order is completely set. So we know where teams are going to be, and we just counted down. Pat, I think we said the number of weeks now. It's like 11 weeks. 11 weeks till the draft. So let's continue our scouting film room, and let's talk first about Rashad Bateman. Now this is the second series of, of wide receivers that we're going to do. We have two more podcast that we'll talk about uh more wide receivers so in all we'll probably end up talking about 12 or so 11 or 12 receivers in all but this is a loaded class we need to there's so many guys that we have to get to and we have to break down so we're going to talk a little bit more about what we like from the film that we studied about these guys what we don't like where we think they'll fit and where we think you'll be able to get them in your rookie drafts so Rashad Bateman who Originally, Pat came into this thing really with a lot of hype, uh, especially after that sophomore season where Minnesota was very good, eleven and two. They had the you know one of the best seasons that Minnesota's ever had, and offensively they really took off with him and Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson. So fast forward to this year, uh, Rashad Bateman only played in five games, opted out the last two, so we didn't get as much of a sample size. So 
we really went back and focused a bit on that sophomore campaign and what he did. We did, you know, obviously we mixed in some film from the junior season. But 2019, 60 catches, over 1,200 yards, 20 yards per catch. We're going to focus on that a lot. You're going to hear us talking about the deep threat and the red zone target that Rashad Bateman is and 11 touchdowns. And that big frame, Pat, six foot two, 210 pounds. You know, I mean, we've talked about this. This is a guy who can make a lot of plays in the end zone and down the field. Yeah, I mean, he has your prototypical wide receiver kind of build. He's a big guy. You know, I mean, he's not like he's not ridiculously huge, but he's built well for a wide receiver. And he 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 moves very well for a guy his size. Uh, he's not, you know, the fastest of guys. He's not the the guy with the biggest of, of the with the most burst. Honestly, his burst might be a weak point in his game, but he he runs decently fast. He He really. He's he almost is kind of like a technician of the game, um, you know, not quite like Van Jefferson level, but he he runs his routes very effectively, uh, and he is surprisingly dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's a powerful runner, a very powerful runner. He breaks tackles. He's kind of a, a bull to take down. Not quite your Debo Samuel, but he certainly has some yard after the catch ability, and uh, it, it, it serves him very well. You mentioned uh, being smooth, especially with the route running. So we saw that a few times where he sets guys up on double moves, especially near the end zone when they want to go back shoulder or when they want to throw that fade. He's very, very good. So if you like one of those receivers, that, like you said, he's, he's, he's longer, right? But he's not huge. He's 6'2", 210. But a guy who can set himself up to make some spectacular catches in the red zone and in the end zone and create that just enough separation where he can use that bigger frame, uh, he's exceptional at that. One of the best receivers in this class in that area of the field. So we're talking boundary routes. Minnesota really used him in a lot of a lot of ways. Slants, underneath, crossing routes, digs, you name it. So he's a guy who can really work all over the field, but we really especially like him in the red zone, uh, You know, working the, down the field. That 20 yards per catch his sophomore season, very indicative of his skill set. Um, he does what one of the things that I wrote down was he does his best work when the ball is in the air, tracks the ball really well, six two frame again, it just gives him that big advantage, excellent body control, especially in the red zone, those perimeter throws, boundary throws. I keep going back to that, but that really is his game. Um, he's gonna be a problem for defenses in the red zone, Pat. So those are some of the good things. Now, we we had some reservations, I think, and I think we moved him down a little bit from where we originally slotted him. Talk a little bit about where fantasy owners can expect to get him in their rookie drafts and also talk about maybe some of the things you didn't like in his game. Yeah, um, so uh, some of the problems I noted with his game is, like I said before, he's not the most explosive receiver in the world. Even for his size, I think he, he seems to get off the, the line of scrimmage a little slow. You know, he's, he's a little bit slower in and out of his breaks. And in ways, um, I still think he runs very good routes, but, you know, he could work on his burst a little bit, his acceleration. Um, as well as he's not the most agile of players. You know, it just comes with being a bigger guy. He's not going to set the world on fire by juking a guy out or anything like that. He's going to use more power in his game. You know, his physicality is more of his tool than his his ability to jump cut or any of those kind of things. Um, he also had a couple drops I noted in the, in this past year. I do worry about that a little bit. Certainly it, it seemed more like some concentration issues, um, but that's something you'll definitely want to look out for. 
uh, as to where you might be able to find him whenever you're or expect him to go in your drafts. Uh, there certainly are some Rashad Bateman stands or guys that absolutely adore Rashad Bateman. Um, you're probably going to see him go as the the fourth to sixth wide receiver off the board. So probably expect him end of first, early second. Okay. Um, we talked, it's actually funny, we were listening to a podcast earlier. We talked yesterday about some comps for him, and I thought that he had a little bit of Devontae Adams in his game, oh, yeah. and then we heard that again. I th- You said a little, even maybe a little bit of Keenan Allen. You mentioned that he can be a, tech, a technician, really. Mm-hmm. He's he's smooth for a longer body, and he I think he releases off the line pretty well, you know, especially um, in that red area that we talked about, which reminds me of Devontae. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's good getting off the line and creating a little bit of separation in those short spaces, and, and, and when it comes to getting vertical, he can create some separation uh, at that point of contact. So um, I... Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I like Rashad Bateman. I'm not in love with Rashad Bateman. I've seen other guys, and we'll talk about a couple guys here who we think maybe may even have higher ceilings than him. But, Pat, I think what it, fantasy owners at the end of the day are going to get is a strong, very strong wide receiver, too, on their fantasy roster. Yeah, I, I honestly, we heard this this comp earlier today, and I, re- I really like the... the, the um the Allen uh, Robinson Allen Robinson comp yeah I think that that's kind of spot on you know I think that he's gonna guy that wins with his physicality is a good route runner maybe not your Keenan Allen level technician but a guy that is is very efficient with the way he moves and is able to beat guys once they once the ball's in the air and really make plays on the ball um I think he's like like we had kind of said you know like Jarvis Landry kind of production a guy that is not the sexiest pick in the world, but always seems to be there producing oh, that that way in Keenan Allen too, maybe a little bit less so, but I expect him to be a strong wide receiver. You know, he's almost like my candidate still for the, the lock of the year. I, I think Jamar Chase is probably your lock, but, you know, or probably the lock, level. but, you know, that's almost too easy. Um, you know, as you're looking kind of down the board a little bit, Rashad Bateman kind of seems like that guy that um, – if you need a, if you just need to hit on a guy, Rashad Bateman seems like the one, to, the guy to take. All right, so feel pretty confident when you draft Rashad Bateman, like Pat said, maybe early that second round, late first round, early second round, depending on what kind of league you play into. If you're in a one quarterback, that changes things as opposed to a two QB ten. We play in a two QB ten man league. We're anticipating him potentially, Pat. You might get him somewhere at the top of that second round. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Based on the people I follow, I've seen a lot of different takes on Rashad Bateman. You know, there's guys like I've looked at Dar- Daniel Jeremiah's ranks, and he doesn't even have him in his top his top 50 players or his top seven wide receivers. Then you have other guys that say he's, he's you know, in that top tier of wide receiver. So there's a lot of different takes on this guy. You know, he's a guy that could slip in some drafts, and he's a guy that you could see him go over maybe like a, a Jalen Waddle or even a Devonta Smith in some drafts depending on how people feel. So uh, I think he's going to be a pretty high-variance player. So um, if you like him, you bet. You might want to snag him a little earlier than you think you might have to. Terrace Marshall out of LSU, 6'3", 200 pounds. This guy, Pat, is a player who I, I see as potentially the most upside, who could catapult himself into that top tier. Uh, Terrace Marshall is is that guy for me. Now, when you put on the, the 2020 film, he had a lot to deal with. I think they played two, three different quarterbacks at LSU. Um, 
But this guy, that big frame is just such a huge advantage. And Pat, the, the biggest thing that stood out to me with Terrace Marshall, for a guy who's 6'3", I could not believe how well he moved in short spaces. I'm talking cutting on a dime, getting in and out routes quickly. This, this guy can run a whip route with some of the best of them, in my opinion. I mean, what were some of your thoughts? That That is the thing that stood out the most to me. Yeah, I thought he looked very good in in that, and and this is this guy is highly touted. You know, he was one of the top recruits coming into uh, in his in his uh, like high school class, uh, even higher than than Jamar Ch- or, or than Chase. As from oh what you saw. yeah, what you said, he was like the third highest receiver that year. Twenty four seven composite had him as like a ninety nine rating. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's ridiculous. like a top fifteen, top twenty overall, yeah. regardless of position recruit. So this guy don't don't sleep on this guy. He comes with pedigree. So you know he's one of these guys that's always kind of been an athletic guy. You know, and you can see that when it comes to the game film. Um, I, I think he 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 shows very he, his he's got length, and that's like you know that is his strength. He's very long. He's got ridiculous catch radius. He's able to go up and get the ball and play and play kind of like like you said with Rashad Bateman. This guy's going to be a trouble in the end zone and even more so in my eyes. He doesn't play with as much power as Rashad Bateman. You know, it seems like if you can get him in the grasp, he's going to go down. I didn't see him running through tackles. I didn't see him um, getting a lot of extra yards after he was contacted. But he, he had, um, even more so than Rashad Bateman was able to juke guys and kind of shimmy pass guys so they they definitely play in a different way you know Terrace Marshall honestly I get a lot of um I get a lot of uh from Cincinnati from Cincinnati AJ Green yeah no uh the they're the guy they just drafted (laughs) oh uh uh, from T. Higgins, yeah, T. Higgins. Higgins. I was drawing a blank there too. He kind of reminds me of T. Higgins, not just because he's long, but I kind of felt the same good way one. about T. Higgins last year. I thought he had mondo upside, but I was a little bit concerned about some of the downsides I saw with him. You know, he, he, I do worry about his his uh, his ability to create after he gets the ball in his hands. I don't think he's quite as dynamic, although he did have a lot of long catches at. LSU this year I think a lot of it was more you know he just outran a lot of guys he's definitely very very fast but again I don't think he's going to be bowling over guys in the NFL um, he also I did notice that he had a, quite a few drops in in the games that I watched so that is something I'm even more concerned about than as compared to Rashad Bateman did have a little bit of the drop issue I noticed that too you're dead spot on with his speed that long strided top end speed uh, when he gets going he can he can really move um, you know, all those long levers get going, and he can he can get the top speed pretty quick, and his top end speed is fast. Would not surprise me if he's a guy who runs a sub four or five uh, at all. Um, but that combination of agility and speed is what makes him such an intriguing prospect. And I think you're right. If you were to go like if if I had to take a receiver, uh, you know, inside the ten yard line, who I'm just going to like Devon, like Rogers does with, with Adams. Bateman's the guy that I'm going to like I would take Bateman in those situations over Terrace Marshall oh yeah 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 you know because some of the things that you pointed out I think he pl- does play with a little bit yeah, more physicality point. so I'll take Bateman uh do you agree I mean if you if you want a red zone target you take yeah, Bateman or yeah, Marshall I think you're right there I think you're right there Terrace Marshall certainly has the length to kind of beat beat Bateman but um correct he is big you're right with the physicality if you just uh, guys could press potentially press Terrace Marshall off the line and, and he would be have a little bit of trouble with him now I did see there were a lot of times though where they went down the field with him on you know 30 40 yard deep posts and 
he seemed to connect on a lot of those, yeah. which I loved. Love to see him be able to stretch the field, make some of those contested catches down the middle of the field, so, you know, splitting safeties, things like that. So, um, and of course, it's all against very good competition in the SEC for the most part. Um, I again, I think that Terrace Marshall has crazy upside. A guy who could be kind of a sleeper in a way. I know he's getting drafted as the wide receiver, like four or five in this wide receiver group. People, I think, people but I could the, see him being asleep. Does that make sense? I think people in the fantasy community are sleeping on him a little bit. Um, I the fantasy community, from what I've seen, seems to think more highly of Rashad or of Terrace Marshall, where a lot of the scouting community is is a little bit higher on is the fantasy community is a little bit higher on Rashad Bateman where the scouting community seems a little bit higher on Terrace Marshall. So you kind of get that, that dynamic there. Um, I still take Rashad Bateman over Terrace Marshall right now. It is razor thin though. You know, if you go, it's certainly going to depend on where these guys get drafted. And if I'm, you know, sitting there and I feeling risky, I'm certain, I think I'm going to go Terrace Marshall, but if I kind of look at my board and go, okay, I just want to make sure I get a guy that I know is going to succeed in the NFL. That's where I'm more looking at Rashad Bateman. So these guys are kind of going to be, I think you're, these are going to be guys you're debating between when it comes down to the draft. If you're looking for that bigger bodied player. Makes sense completely. I, I agree with you. Um, they're close for me too. I, I sitting here right now, I'm not sure if I can put one above the other. I think you're correct with your assessment that that Bateman feels like the more safe guy. Like I said, I think he's a guaranteed like wide receiver too. But I think that's what he is. And I'm not sure if either of these guys like if you told me that I don't know if Rashad Bateman's a guy, like the guy at the next level. But I think Terrace Marshall might be able to be that player. I think that I, I think you're spot on there. I think that Terrace Marshall could be a dominant wide receiver one at the next level, where I just don't see Rashad Bateman quite doing that. I think he's going to need a, a, a complementary piece at least to really flourish. Not that he couldn't be a wide receiver one. I just don't think he would be. He would put up the numbers that Terrace Marshall potentially could. All right, let's talk a, uh, about a little bit different type of receiver for our third and final one for this podcast. And let's go to the Big 12, Pat. Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State, six foot, 185. And you want to talk about a, a guy who can absolutely stretch the field and high point the ball. Uh, this guy here makes some really exciting catches. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll, he, out of all these three guys, he might be the one that catches the ball away from his frame the best. Like, he's, he's ridiculous. Like, he'll jump, he, he'll, he's, he's jumping all around, you know, kind of flying through the air and, and just, twisting in every way to to get at the ball some of the some of the catches i saw were just were ridiculous and this guy has his his long speed is is second almost to none of these guys none of the guys that we've scouted so far outside of waddle have his have his speed in I'm, my eyes i'm not plugged into like tylen wallace's like numbers at all i i don't know if he ran a 40 at unofficial at oklahoma state or anything like that Maybe you do. Like, I, don't, I haven't seen it. But if, if you told me that Tylen Walls went to the combine and ran a 4.38 and jumped 42 inches, yeah. like that wouldn't surprise yeah, that me. That wouldn't surprise me at all. He's, he's, he's very, very athletic, and that is apparent as soon as you put on the tape. Um, you know, he, he, like I, like I wrote down, he catches the really ball, the ball really well, high point, go high pointing it, going up to get it. He's got a, some great body control and catch radius, as we had already said. Um, he seemed, he actually shows pretty good. Uh, ability to run after the catch he almost has that 
that Bateman quality where he shows a decent amount of power. I don't think he's as powerful as Bateman, but at the same time, I think he has a little bit more fluidity and, and agility than Bateman does. So I think he's going to be a guy that that is pretty effective after the catch, not only with his long speed, but his ability to make plays um, in the middle of the field. And speaking of the combine, I think that because of the numbers that we think he could put up, that was an event that really could have helped him a lot. Like, this is the type of guy that would have, I think, gained some stock from an event like Yeah, potentially like a round. Like a guy that could have boosted himself up to the, the right at the front of the second round and even go, go over a guy like Bateman um, in, the, in the draft if he would have ran well. So I came away from Tylen Wallace's film thinking, man, I think I undervalued or I didn't give this guy enough credit before I went into watching it and I came away from it thinking this guy's really good he's really good so I kind of tend to shit on the big 12 from time to time um I don't have all the numbers in front of me to tell you if it's warranted or not between like the wide receivers that come out of here I just I just know that I naturally I feel like I tend to shit on the big 12 and their defenses um and and the way that they can spread out and just throw it all around but this guy's legit I mean excellent body control he didn't I didn't see him drop many passes if any to be honest with you I mean he seems to be very sure-handed like you said Pat catches the ball away from his frame extremely well that leaping ability this guy is a, a a leaper I mean he can really jump through the roof he can really take off um really skies above the competition to high point the ball and, and that speed is gonna you know make him a problem uh I think he can be a you know, a better, maybe a much better Kenny Stills kind kind of player at the next level. Um, now, the one that let's talk about some of the negatives because this th- there were a couple things that I am very concerned about with Tylen Wallace. The fact that he only lined up from what we saw on the right side of the formation as yep. the right side of the formation flanker in Oklahoma State's offense. Pat, what is this kid's route tree? That is my biggest question. It's practically non-existent. You know, he has he has kind of has three three routes. He'll run. He'll run. You know, he'll run a go. He'll run an out, and he'll run a slant route. You know, maybe a few things thrown in there, but it's it's just not much, and that's a problem. Projecting him out of out of the Oklahoma State offense is that he just hasn't done much, and and you you know, as Steelers fans, we kind of saw what that can be like with James with James Washington. It took him a while to really really come into his own and be able to run an NFL offense because he only ran a limited route tree at Oklahoma State. Um, I, I was I was heartened a little bit by what I saw at the Senior Bowl. He seemed to run routes well. You know, he's lined up on the left side, across the middle. You know, he seemed to have the athletic tools and the makeup to be able to run these routes in the NFL. But there's it's one thing running it a one-on-one um, in one-on-one drills at the Senior Bowl compared to running it against NFL talent in an actual offense, uh, especially having to move around the field and kind of get lined up in the right places and, and understanding where to, what to do when you actually get, get to the line. So that's going to be a projection for him. I, I don't quite have him in the tier uh, as Rashad Bateman, Terrace Marshall. He's, he's, he's kind of down in my third tier, um, but a guy I like a lot better than I expected to. Uh, and... Uh, one I'd be looking to kind of grab around the late second round, probably maybe even into the early third is probably kind of where I th- I'm 
Yeah, I was right gonna now. say, do you think uh, you know, if you're sitting there at three one, three two, do you do you think that, you have a shot at right. him? Yeah, that would be how we're expecting to get him. Okay. We now we have a lot of other receivers to look at coming down the pike here that are gonna be maybe a little bit above Tylen Wallace or below him. He's one of those guys that I think is gonna kinda we'll see where he slots in at the end of the day. Um we we kinda we know where the first three slot in. They're gonna be in that first round range, uh the first podcast we did. Um, maybe early second, but depending on, again, if you're in a two QB or, or I mean a super flex, you know, whatever the case. Um, but yeah, to just kind of recap this thing, Pat, you know, again, Bateman, I think he's somebody that you're going to be able to get maybe in that early second round, but you're going to be very pleased with the, with what you get from him as a player. He's going to be solid. He is like Pat said, uh, somebody who is guaranteed, I think pretty much locked in to have to be a good player, a good, good receiver. I don't know if he's the guy, which doesn't allow us to put him quite in that top tier uh, as of right now, but he is damn good. Terrace Marshall, ton of upside. If you want upside and you want to take a, ho- a home run shot on a guy who could project into that top tier, he is your guy. And then with Wallace, that that speed and that you know ability to just make ridiculous contested catches and stretch the field, um, just a question of of how developed is that route tree. So that recaps for uh, the second podcast. For uh, you know, we have six receivers in the books now, book now. Next podcast, we'll have to figure that out. I know we're going to talk Kadarius. Yeah, we're, this is this is the upcoming one's the fun one. This is yeah. the speed demon, the the open field guys. I think uh, from what I've have slated, we're looking at Kadarius. Tutu and and your boy Rondale Moore. Oh, I am so excited, you've been excited for this for one, three man. Years to, to go this through. is gonna be a fun one. So we'll get that out later this week. We are recording this podcast on February eighth, Monday night. Uh, release this probably here soon. Uh, if you're gonna be listening to it, you know, the Tuesday the ninth, and then we'll release that that third one later this week. Um, so thanks again, everybody, for listening into our scouting podcast for our wide receiver group number two. We will talk to you next time on Pat the Sets. Bye-bye.